0: And I must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and Banks- running, running, and <để> running, <detonstru institutions> everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 255 and if you wondered where we had been, the last week's uh, podcasts were all on the Patreon. That would be the regular show, the Star Wars show and the X-Men show, along with a ton of other things that we end up having over there. So if you wanted to listen to all three of those, you can go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird science and listen to those as well as this week the spotlight picked by and I don't know why my voice cracked like that oh my god puberty has finally hit it's finally hit me we ended up doing Eternals number one and King and Black Return of the Valkyries number one as well on the spotlight picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew beep boop and if you want to listen to that again go over to the Patreon but also. Head on over to Twitter and follow us at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we will follow you back 100%. Go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where you can look at, read news, reviews, previews, all that stuff. And I haven't said this in a while, but you can also go over to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and check out a bunch of videos. I started doing video stuff again, video reviews and such, and my man Eric from the D.C. side of things is going to be doing some videos as well. So check that out and subscribe and follow and all that nonsense, but we have a bunch of books tonight, and we are going to be joined by Clay. I'm going to be talking two books with Clay, Spider-Man and Iron Man, and then me and Brandon will be talking a bunch of things as well. And possibly maybe me at the end by myself, we'll see. We'll see how long this all goes and then I will I'll figure it out by the end, but we're going to go off right now for me and Clay to start off with Amazing Spider-Man number 56 Alright, and I am here with my man Clay How are you doing, Clay? Doing pretty well Alright, well we're here to talk two books One that we have been you know, pretty high on until maybe the last issue Which should have been bigger uh, But at least, and there's Spider-Man And at least we get one the next week You know, kind of like, hey, you know, let's get to it I was glad of that But with that we also are going to talk Iron Man Something that we had, uh, you know, quite the laugh at Uh, Last time about the crazy mutant ability And uh, I'm glad to say that it's mentioned again And I giggled again, just not as much uh, When we go through this cast of characters in that But we are going to start with The Amazing Spider-Man number 56 And it's funny because we had all these, you know, last remains We're like, okay, the finale Now we have last remains post-mortem part one like, really, post-mortem? We're going to have how many... Po- it's nonsense. And with that, I don't mind this issue. But you told me before we started recording, we kind of want more answers. And we, we already sat through a lot of stuff to get to a post-mortem now where you're going to hint at things and not really tell us and maybe even try to dupe us out of what we saw last issue. Some of the things did dupe me. I even said I thought Mary Jane was dead. And then you were going to have to use Kindred Harry to bring her back Whatever, that's not the case So we get, But uh, the whole deal, before we get into this You end up having Norman, you know, not really claiming to be Green Goblin The idea that that whole Kindred deal was just to set up Goblin back Still may be uh, But here, Norman seems to say that it's not him He didn't get back his sins from when, you know, Sin Eater ended up killing himself uh do you believe Norman?
1: I am not sure. <laughs> well that's
0: I am pretty pretty not good, sure.
1: It's not I'm not sure and that could be good or it just like I I don't know. Because we we get this whole ordeal where uh Norman and Oz, uh uh Norman and Kingpin well before uh a lot of this chaos even ensued. Uh, they were teaming up to get this uh this villain called The Spot and devising this plan to eventually get Kindred. Now, in my mind, because of everything that has come up and everything dealing with Ravencroft, the miniseries and all of that, and you know, everything that we're in now, this had to be planned well in advance yeah well in
0: advance well well in advance when norman had his sins in him right i mean that's the thing now it's hard to think that the game plan involved sin eater taking the sins because that's a kindred thing that's not a kingpin thing and i agree i don't know what's going on here i don't i don't trust norman as far as i can throw him And, and what you do get here going in if you don't really know a lot of the other things, you don't know how and when Kingpin became mayor of New York, you kind of get that really quick here. When Manhattan from Hydra was in the dark force dimension, which gave Kingpin this whole deal and the spot stuff. And it, it's a good enough. You know, let's get going because now you're going to have full out Kingpin in here. So you get that idea. I, I don't trust Norman, especially like you said, the plan seemed well, well before he would ever know. That this is now again If you're going to be a Norman sympathizer You're going to say well he was full out For the plan but then when he got his sins Taken away he realized oh my god I got to save Harry and so you twist And turn around and he does this but I I actually like that there's that Gray area bit the idea Is he is isn't he on the Up and up I just thought he was going to be Back as Green Goblin flying through Throwing pumpkin bombs all over the place And, and whatnot so at least we don't have that But it is Amazing Spider-Man, number 56, as I said, written by Nick Spencer. Uh, art by Mark Bagley. And we're jumping between artists here again. For some reason, and I know people love Mark Bagley. I thought that this art was a bit uneven at points in this. I still liked it enough, but and I know maybe it is a sin. I like Patrick Gleason's art better. I, I really do, but that's just me, and I'm sure that people will be like, ah, eh, screw you, buddy. Uh, what about you?
1: You know, I didn't, like, I I didn't hate the art in this one. No. I think some of the really close-ups with um, uh, Kindred looked really, really nice, to be completely honest. When we first see him in this, like, little black box, Mm -hmm. I think he looks really cool. But it it didn't really, like, wow me.
0: No, it didn't wow me either. Now, when we get to near the end,
1: I, I don't know who's impersonating
0: Aunt May. Because, boy, she ugly. I mean, when she shows up, <laughs> she looks horrible. She looks like the Crypt Keeper, which I maybe it is on point, but it looks bad. Uh, that's what threw me off. That's actually, at that point reading through, I went back to see who was on art. Because I was just kind of going, I, I wasn't really paying much attention. And that's kind of, you know, the deal. A lot of times, I'm not an art guy anyway. Uh, obviously, we don't talk a ton about art on the podcast because the idea, I'm more story. I'm in it. And usually... If I mention it's that art, oh, my God, it wowed me. I loved it. So I'm with you. I was kind of going, you know, with the flow. And then I saw it. Man, I'm like, holy moly. Ha, Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, has revealed Kindred's identity. He's none other than Norman's son and Peter's old friend, Harry Osborn. Harry has been tormenting his old palace punishment for Peter's sins, chief among his failure to ever put an end to Norman's path of destruction. Peter tried to stop Harry, first with words, then with fists. You know, that's how you do things, that's the progression. But Spider Man was no match for Kindred. He was forced to sit by while Kindred kidnaps Peter's spider friends and Lord Mary Jane into his mausoleum lair where they all play acted a twisted family dinner. Didn't really play out that well with that Meanwhile, Norman has joined forces With Kingpin to capture Kindred Donning his green goblin suit. he crashed Kindred's dinner party A fight ensued And Mary Jane got caught in the crossfire Of a pumpkin bomb We see that was all a dupe And I I actually like the way that progressed You do see the setup with Norman and Kingpin Okay, this has been a long-going plan But then we go back to what happened And what they were doing Like you said, they're trapping Harry Kindred in the spots like dimensional, you know, prison here, a cube that they're able to go and keep him where even with that, they cast spells on it. He can talk to them uh, and they can talk back, but he can't do much more. Um, and so you have that set up where that's where you, you're able to get Norman to talk to his son. Interesting enough. But the things I liked actually were. What actually happened that we didn't See the plan that Norman had With Mary Jane because again I kind of even forgot by the end like what, what was the plan that Mary Jane was part Of because she just walked in Seemed to distract Kindred so that Norman can then blow Her up I mean that's not a great plan We find out they were flashbang Grenades they, they were actually a dupe And Mary Jane in another deal where I'd liked before where Mary Jane you know, gives the wink-wink of the whole deal of being an actress, which she is, says to Peter, yeah, I'm used to this. Like, I'm an actress. I can play I've it I've got up. practice in front of the cameras, Yeah, yeah. Buddy. I really like that. Now, it, like, it's almost like, really? Like, it looked like she was dead, but you're like, oh, what an actress. <laughs> She's an Oscar-winning deal. And even says, you know, I missed you a lot, Peter. And And it's a nice little moment amongst just chaos and crap, but that shows you as... Norman is talking to Harry Harry's not talking back and you end up having them even say yeah he can hear us and whatever but he's in a trance and he's not talking back but you end up seeing that through Norman explaining this too. you know it was all a plan you know I'm doing this with with Kingpin but the reason I'm doing it is to protect you and I, again, you can go with that progression of, he was all into this before, the sin go, gone, he's like, oh my god, I gotta save my son, and, and he explains this, and he looks like he is, but the problem is, when you see these panels, especially like the just the face, it really feels like to me, in an odd way that Mark Bagley is showing you, that he's trying to work up tears, because he can't, because he doesn't <laughs> care one bit, it's like one of those things where they say when somebody's like, Wife goes missing and, and the person's Like up please if you have her, take they're like that guy ain't crying he, he did it right away and I think That that almost plays out like that And if you're like a crime junkie and stuff You're like yeah yeah he's trying to At the one point he's squinting real hard Where he could be closing his eyes Like oh my it really feels to me That he's trying to work up tears I don't think that Harry is going to buy This though Harry wants to Because I'll let you tell us what happens Which I really like the scene where you get the aftermath of what we saw last issue, where it is just Peter, Harry, and Norman. I thought it was the best part of the issue, and actually is why my score is as high as it is. in pretty much a setup post deal, like it's a weird issue to kind of start setting things up again and what's going on. But uh, the scene when they're together, I liked.
1: Yeah, you know, I I really enjoyed it. Also, um, I I will agree with you. I enjoyed a lot of the what did they call it? The 24 hours earlier um, sequences uh, in the cemetery rather than just Norman kind of monologuing through the whole thing. Yeah. But you know, we get the whole Mary Jane thing. She a really nice moment, like you said, but we have Harry again, you know, yelling at them and bringing up, you know, you did this to me and you did this to me. It's kind of just like a broken record, but I don't know why, Nick Spencer has me the way he does, but it's just like I want to know. I, I I I want to know what in the world this is, and like I can't complain much about it because there's got to be a motivation for Harry uh, to be so wishy washy when it comes to Peter and Norman because in one instance he could be super mad at Parker, and then at another instance he'll be super mad. At his father. And then at another instance, he'll be really proud of his father, but really still angry at Peter. And it's just so much going on. And I know it's all with his psyche. He's he's, he's he's messed up, you know, he's died, he's he's become this monster. So I can't completely blame him for it. But I need Nick Spencer to tell me what this is. Because we are at what just with this, uh, 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 LRs and now post mortem books. We've done what th- almost four months of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, please just like, just tell us already. But I, I really do enjoy it. You know, this whole the spot guy that is building up this like prison kind of came out of nowhere, but you know, you see. When he like right before he is completely sealed up and in this trance, he says, uh, uh, "What is it? Uh, So this is where we start. You're going to leave here and try to unravel all of this. And as you dig deeper, depending uh, deeper, you'll find it—the truth you've been running from. I love you both so much. Why did you do this to me?" And you actually see him cry. Yeah, he's crying. He's actually crying
0: through the kindred mask and. The thing that if you're going to get mad at this, the thing you're going to get furious is you waited so long for Kindred to come, pointing out he's going to tell Peter about one more day, one more day, one more day. And then when you get to the point where he can tell them, just blurt it out. Just say, hey, Peter, you made a deal with the devil. You ended up this, that. He doesn't. He tells them to go seek it out. And that is going to be something that's going to drive. Peter. It drives me nuts. But it, I, I'm with you. Nick Spencer does it in a way that actually now. If this goes on for another 40 issues, then I'm going to strangle somebody. But the idea of Peter and Norman, maybe. And that's the thing, the big thing of this. And maybe it is kind of a, you know, just wording and doesn't mean. But when he says, you know, you did this to me. Why did you like is he talking to both of them? Because it seems like this whole thing. I love you both. So what is it that, you know, Norman – now, Norman, it could just become down to goblin. I was an awful parent, whatever. But yeah. the thing with Peter we think is one more day. But is there some more twists
1: and turns dealing with Norman involved if, as well? If there had to be any theory that's out here, I would say he is kindred because of Mephisto.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what it would say. And, it, and even it? with – you don't get powers like this just by, you know, hey, I'm back. So there exactly. is something bigger. And But again – when if that's revealed at the end, Mephisto is doing this because the idea that, you know, and some people had said it even way back, the idea that Mary Jane and Peter are starting to get towards getting married again and stuff like that. And the deal kind of, you know, is that part. And so if it's just at the end, hey, it was me, Mephisto, I- I'm going to be a bit angry. It-, it better be something a little more clever than that for so many issues. But I, I do want to know and I'm interested and I know a lot of people really want you know, maybe all of this to come back and the one more, and they want to see what happens, uh but you can't push this to be okay, finally, here's kindred, here's one more, and then just go boom, and now he's in a block of you know crazy spot deal with the thing it 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 should infuriate me so much, I should be screaming and yelling that it's i'm going to kill somebody, and i'm not and it's I guess it's just because I'm actually just kind of enjoying the ride for the most part, but there are a lot of things in this. Book that, like the idea of going all over the place and being scattered. And it seems like that's what we're going to get back to. And I hope we don't. But things in this as well. The Order of the Web was completely worthless in this whole deal. We like the LR issues. But they didn't really do much with the Order of the Web. They were just there to be the huge damsel in distress for Peter to end up doing what Kindred said to get him places. Even here, they just run away and there they go. You know, all of that sort of thing. Maybe we'll get back to the idea of, you know, why does why do they do what they do? Peter puts him in dan- like all that stuff that Kindred was saying. But the big thing in this as well as just that conversation to go forward with. You know, hopefully, because at the end Peter shows up with Norman. Hey, we got to talk. Whatever, what are you doing? And um, you know, hopefully, those two go off together because that'd be a pretty crazy team up again of Norman and Peter trying to figure out what is going on and what yeah, happened. Yeah, you know the, the team
1: the team up that they had against even the Sin Eater was really really fun. Yeah, we liked it, and I think that's what most people like is people love to have enemies team up with heroes. And as long as Nick Spencer doesn't get a little too scattered with wanting to put in a random filler you know, issue or whatever, if we can stay on track with this story moving forward, I think we can finish it in a timely manner to where we can actually enjoy it. Timely manner is important because we've waited along
0: <laughs> now. The big mystery here is, and we were talking about it for two issues now, the idea, is Norman on the up and up? Is he trying to work tears? But not just that. Is he Goblin? He ends up showing that the plan with Mary Jane always was to pretend I'm Goblin, I'll throw the flashbang, we'll have all this. It's all to dupe Fisk because of what they're going to do and what, you know, even then it, it seems like you have Norman who needs to have the resources and all that from Fisk. But again, the plan from way before what's going on, because we saw and we said we thought that Norman got the sins back when Stan ended up killing himself. All the sins went back. We see that specifically in this book as if to show you, hey, look, they did get it, but they can be reformed. You end up having overdrive, who always said, I'm not a super villain, I just and he does it again. He gets back his sins. He still likes pimping his ride. But he says to Carly. Will you go to dinner with me? You were there for me. So it's one of those things that it's kind of subtle in this issue. The idea of just because sins come back, maybe the idea when you didn't have them, you realize what's right and wrong and whatnot. When the sins came back and he says they came back hard and heavy. and I'm talking overdrive where he says, I I know what to do now. I'm a good guy. So that throws in something with Norman. But Norman straight up says they didn't come back to me so we're led to believe everybody else got their sense back but norman and i don't buy it i don't buy it at all i think that what we're going to have is that conflict within him like overdrive goes full out i'm going to be a good guy now i always wanted to be i think that we're going to have that weird deal that norman is going to you know, he's going to be william defoe talking into the mirror to himself and crazy stuff like that is what i would guess but you see a bunch of things in this with all these people getting you see Juggernaut just gets his shit back and he just starts wrecking the house, all that stuff going on. And then you get like there's weird sides, And this is what worries me. Like you said, let's go timely manner. We spend too much time with Overdrive and Carly.
1: They're too much. Uh, it, it's way over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's I felt that the well, for one, I almost forgot about Overdrive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it was a nice reminder, but it could have been along with everything else when Osborne was telling us that, you know, everybody else got their powers back. We could have just seen him, you know, wake up from the hospital bed or or whatever. I don't think I'm this is where I'm kind of worried about Nick Spencer moving you know, towards, you know, just being scatterbrained because I don't need an entire issue of them going out to dinner. No,
0: I'm I, telling I, I, you, don't. I was just going to say, I don't need <laughs> anything. This is nice. It's fine. What I thought, uh, you know, what this will probably lead to at least or maybe it's even too late for me to even like that was the idea that Peter could not accept Sin Eater being something good because of what he did to Overdrive. That was the push for Peter to keep saying, I don't care you know, if this person or that person doesn't have their sins there. He he claimed, he kept claiming that he killed Overdrive because Overdrive, but it wasn't Sin Eater that did that, put him in a coma. It was all this other stuff with it. And so that is a nice like ending so that Peter, oh, thank God, but now I'm worried. But, the idea of having more issues of that, yeah, like it, I don't it, need it. It
1: might be nice to, you know, have Overdrive and let's say Ghostwriter, you know, team up. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I'd deal with that. That that would be kind of fun, but you know, I, I I I need this in small spurts, just so we can get the the story at hand. Moving on because this was this was a little too long. I think it took up a total of almost four pages. It was too much and too much. The know, redemption of Overdrive exactly We've been and, for and, it, right? whole, and even this whole thing with uh uh what's his name uh Mister Negative uh, yeah Mister Negative Lee. when he
0: shows up at Feast that's too long too yeah it. it and that's not even that many pages, but it's still like I don't need two pages of this. That's where that's where Aunt May looks like the Crypt Keeper. And I horrible. and I understand
1: because the lingering on with Norman Osborne, I felt like they needed some sort of break, but it could have easily been with the uh the 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 web, you know, the the all the other Spider-Man characters, you know, we because we didn't get anything from them. We could have seen them have their powers back because I think it was uh, Jennifer who got her powers taken away. And, you know, we could have seen her, you know, see the future or, you know, see what was part of the plan and then be like, oh okay, they'll be safe. We can move on. And that kind of like, you know, just be a little tease of something. I don't know. But it's it's just for for me. I'd rather have seen the Order of the Web than than yeah.
0: go back to Feast and get mentioned that Janice Lincoln, Beetle, <laughs> Lady Beetle is sending a lot of food. I don't, and then Mister Negative just to show up, Martin, and he's there. "Ah, but what is that?" T-? Yeah, I, I I it's starting to you know like he's trying to set up these side stories again, and I thought that one of the big things, even though I said the Order of the Web didn't do much except be a target, whatever, but with that. You know, me and you were still interested in what Dr. Strange knows and all that stuff with one more day. And I would think that Peter is going to go to him eventually and see what's. But like, I'd like to see what's going on with that instead of over. I mean, the last time we pages. saw
1: the last time we saw Dr. Strange, he was still in that little uh, mindscape.
0: The, he, the mindscape. Yep, He sent them away. He was going to fight off all the bad, you know, nightmare demons and stuff like that. That's the last we saw him I'd like to go take a peek in at that. Um, But, yeah, with that, we see exactly what happened. And and again, it was the plan of Norman. They end up trapping Kindred, Harry and Norman. Again, he's doing the things that are the right things, but you never you can't trust him ever. So with all this, you trust him a little less than normal, which is not any. And he does tell Peter, you know, get your mask on and get the hell out of here. Whatever. At one point, it looked like Peter had a bald head. I know it was a different color hair on top, but I thought he became an old man with the comb over. But he ends up going and he says, get the mask on and go off and hide. And he does sees them take it away, but also then sees Kingpin come in and gets all you know wacky now i would think he'd talk to mary jane more about this plan and what she knows and whatnot but she doesn't know all of it she says things went wacky by the end and so at the end you end up having while norman's talking to you know kindred his son harry peter ends up and I, i'm telling you too peter just breaks in through a window that that's i thought it was problems, right? yeah i i did too I thought that he was listening in and realized that he's being duped. But now it's it's Spider Man. It's Peter who wants to know what the deal is with this. And I, I guess they'll go off now, hopefully, and team up to, you know, figure out what's going on. Figure out what Harry was talking about. I think that they may say like, "Oh, he's just talking his usual nonsense." But it seemed more. I mean, even to people, I think that have read, you know, all this. It seemed like, especially he starts crying. I like you got to help him now. So we'll see that. But overall, I'm telling you, the only thing that I didn't like about the art, I do have to admit, is the one panel <laughs> of Aunt May who looks like the Crypt Keeper, and only one panel. She comes back then, she gets some rest. But with that, as we were going through, I'm like, yeah, the art is pretty good. So I'll I'll pull that back a little. But overall, still at, I want to give it an eight, but I I don't think I'm gonna. I'll give it a seven eight. I, I don't want to give it a seven five. I'd like some stuff, but and I have to remember, even though we just went through a big thing, this is kind of a post mortem, but it is setting up another so yeah,
1: now I am going to go 7 5 i am convincing yeah, myself. I was seven, gonna say five. I was I was gonna go seven five also. There was just way too much uh uh just lingering things that I didn't really wanna linger on. Um I can understand if this is going to be like, cause I can't even, I can't to myself, I can't say this is the end of a story when we still have so much more to do with Kindred. So this whole post-mortem thing, like it kind of worries me because if, if this is the first post-mortem, how long is it going to be? Well, that's my worry.
0: When, when you have a post-mortem, you're expecting a prolog- that you're expecting it to be just one issue to tie things up. And and usually these in my mind are like at the end of Animal House where you see everybody going off. You know, Clay went off to become a podcaster. Jim ended up dying in his basement. Like just tying up things <laughs> like that. And that is what happens. But it, with that, though, this is like, ooh, is this going to be like 10 parts? Like post-mortem. I mean, like, that's I, I crazy. Feel,
1: I feel like this is going to be the end of this story. We're going to get a random arc. And then we won't come back for this for another like two months.
0: I'll kill you. I, I, I need this <laughs> because we're I'm excited about it. Uh, this is why we end up talking about this. And I ditch Brandon's butt. I'm supposed to say I can't curse here uh, because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't like he won't read anything. Nick Spencer. So that kind of kept it from being on the podcast. And I caught up and I'm like, I actually like a bunch, a bunch of this. And so I wanted to. So he does have me in he's starting to do his nonsense again like i just want an end i want a resolution i want to get something there that i can go with and he's always setting up the next thing but then going off to something else a mystery that this and all the stuff just like please just give me something but I still like it enough seven five isn't horrible uh but i i really thought that that last issue was going to be like a, a 10 like, oh, my God, it's what everybody's been waiting for. And it just wasn't. So me and you, seven, five, we go off to the next book. I think Overdrive should be a this. When Tony goes out to do Fast and the Furious, get Overdrive's butt over there and start doing things. He'd go well with uh, Mr. Mutant, who's never above 70 beats. Oh, What did he call so, himself
1: this time? He called himself. Uh, it's like
0: Halcyon. Halcyon. I always say it wrong. But, yeah, he has a name and the name is terrible, right? It's not even like beats. Hey, there's Mr. Beets, is what I wanted. And it's because he likes eating beets, which nobody <laughs> does. I actually eat beets every day, and they're awful. They taste like dirt. They're t- Anything that you actually just put vinegar on to fully taste better, it- that means it's nonsense. But they're good for you. Those beets are very good for you. Uh, written by, and yes, I, they are the headphones that I eat. I just sit there and eat headphones. Written by Christopher Campbell. And this is Iron Man number five. Doesn't it seem like this book has been out way longer than five issues? Yes, I, it does. I think, doesn't it seem like by the end of reading one issue, you went through three? <laughs> That's the problem. And I'm not saying that you get a lot of story. I sit there and check the page count so much. Written by Christopher Cantwell. Art by Cafu. Color by Frank Marta Letters by VC's Joe Caramanga. I, I actually make it uh, the thing that gets in my mind. I laugh. There are certain books like, you know, the Spider-Man, we want to take a little more seriously because it's important. Then I get to this book that's trying to be so fancy and all I want to do is make fun of it throughout the whole deal. I mean – This book
1: is ridiculous. <laughs> like I, is. I cannot take this book – serious. like like if I was in a conversation with Christopher Cantwell, I don't know if I could take him seriously. <laughs> I, I, I don't think well, I
0: could. Well, you say that. That's why – This book kind of tickles my fancy a little because (laughs) it it wants to be fancy, right? But then it wants to be lowbrow humor. Then it's trying to be fancy again. And then I don't know what the hell is going on. And when I read it at the end, I'm telling you, it's like I've been punched in the head like 17 times more than I usually do in a day, which is about 15 but you could tell the minute that I open this book, I'm just like, OK, here, party time now, because this is ridiculous. And w- we end up where it's supposed to be this. Who's the man behind the, the mask? Who's the man underneath that armor? And we got a bit of that at the beginning. Maybe somebody got to Chris account Campbell and said, eh, this ain't hitting in sales. We got to do something. You got to lighten it up, because really only the only thing we get. With the idea that he's given away all his money and whatever is that his armor is messy, you know it's it's a little cracked and messy, and then he's hanging with the craziest bunch of you know teammates that he's going to have here. But the stuff with it, but but then he tries to get fancy with Patsy, and he tries to get like, oh my god, this is dealing with almost like an illusion of mental illness and things of her past and all that. But that stuff just gets thrown at you, and I the progression I didn't like. There is one panel in this, though, when you have this team that we'll introduce in a second here that actually makes me laugh. So much because I have no idea what was going on. But I see, I didn't read the recap. Iron Man and Hellcat were ambushed by Korvac, who was recently resurrected in an android body and seeks to boost his already formidable powers to godlike levels. The attack left Hellcat badly injured and vulnerable to Korvac's influence. Korvac also revealed that he's holding James Rhodes hostage and will kill him if Tony raises the alarm. Forced to improvise, Iron Man and Hellcat began forming a team of fringe heroes to oppose Korvac's latest plan to travel to... Uh, The two towel to Galactus's world ship But Galactus is dead number one So we'll see if he even knows that But the idea of this and this team And the idea that you're setting up Oh that Tony's a jerk right We said it was off before when him and Patsy were making a sweet love Like that seemed like an odd deal going on But now you end up pretty much making Tony a real a-hole in this Where he sets up Patsy to just go nuts for the rest of her life. He knows what this could do, and he sets her up as bait to draw out Korvac, uh, while his crazy team, you know, works behind the scenes to figure things out. They're together and the idea—it's Gargoyle, Scarlet Spider, Misty Knight, and Frogman. This is supposed to get chuckles out of you. <laughs> and it, it does in the wrong way, but also the idea then where they're left behind is like the tech team. Misty Knight seems like she shouldn't be slumming with these a holes too. And we haven't seen Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Uh, the last time was in the Conan Sword of the Serpent book, which was an odd deal. But you know, you have all these things going on, but you don't really use these characters. Any sort of deal if you want them for gags That's fine but there's not even That many gags it's more of just seeing Them and like frogman really uh, Because it didn't play out then frogman He wants a glass of water Th- these are The jokes here as they're trying To figure it out but you know tony just Goes off and relies on them fully To figure this stuff out and i thought We were going to get a little more humor actually And that's where you also see hey by the way Here's this mutant we have halcyon Halcyon uh, he's 70 beats for, and then tries to explain. And that's the thing, too, in this book, where there's weird explanations for
1: things that Christopher Cantwell has to over explain. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I just looked it up. Halcyon is uh, denoting a period of time in the past that was uh, idyllic happy and peaceful. That makes no sense.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's for again, what it's,
1: his power is. It's
0: pushing him that
1: he's even Keel, like he's even Stephen, is what they should call
0: him. It's nonsense. And with that, right away, you call him Halcyon. No, make it a name that every like everything tries to just be a little more fancy. Here's another explanation. Hey. Uh Korvac, you know, here he is. And he's like, hey, you might have heard him in some greatest hits like killing every adventure and having the ability to eradicate all of existence. Okay, that's kind of a funny line from Tony. Then he says, though, hey, he's an android now, but he's supercharged to 48 petawatts of energy. For reference, the Earth absorbs around 120 petawatts from the sun at any given moment. So and even Misty says, well, at least he's not as powerful as sun like that. That description pulls him back. Like, if you're going to describe things, make it so that he's better than something. The idea that you have to sit there and go, well, okay, 48, that's this, and 120, I don't know what that means of the Earth absorbing the sun's deal. And to throw that as this reference, I need Frogman to go like, I don't get it. And he kind of does, but doesn't. Even by the end, it's Tony and really Christopher Campbell explaining things in such odd ways that make it you end up getting pulled out like you say halcyon you're going to want to look that up if you don't know if you don't have the word of the day app on your phone you end up having (laughs) but to to wonder what that is i'm sorry to say that that it slams the brakes on things that's what's called pulling me out of the issue when i want them to be called beats per minute hey there's bpm something like that just very easy you know even make A joke about it where Tony's giving him the worst name. He's like, I'm not going with that. And then finally he does. You know, then you have the big reveal where he goes and punches Korvac. Who are you? And he says the name. You're like, yeah, he did it. But with this Halcyon, I'm like, I I don't need this. You know, and all this stuff going down where they're duped. They think that the, you know, this big ship, the Shire ship is being prepped to go and fly out to get, you know, Galactus's world ship. And it does end up leading the team to that in a way that you know dupes them and they end up pretty much looking like they're killed at a point which again makes tony a piece of crap because he's letting this go on Uh, but you even have that this progression of seeing patsy she's hearing the voices she's here then we go years ago where she's in you know the mental institution where they're going to try to give the whole electric shock treatment, which then seems to make it seem like Tony not only is trying to use her as bait, but when she does smash the electrical box, that this will get the voices out of her head, but it makes it worse, and things twist and turn in a there, way that's hard to follow. There's too many
1: things that, like Christopher Cantwell, puts in here that should seem like coincidence when it all it is is nonsense. Is what it, it is.
0: It is. It is nonsense. Because it really is.
1: The big thing for me is we see that um Hellcat is or Patsy is in the apartment or wherever she is, hospital bed, whatever we see her years ago, and then all of a sudden she's out in the middle of you know this alley, which really seemed like it was almost like in her head, yeah, but she was actually there, and so that wasn't explained whatsoever. This whole plan for this ship was. Apparently going to be a decoy, but we don't get that until the very end. He basically killed at least two really big characters in the Marvel universe, that being Scarlet Spider and Misty Knight. I had no clue there was a gargoyle in gargoyle on Frog Marvel. Man. I, I don't think people are going to miss Frogman or yeah. even Gargoyle. But yeah, Misty and, Knight and, and then, Scarlet and Spider. And then like you said, this whole ordeal that Tony is being this big piece of crap throughout this entire book and like legitimately saying, Oh, Patsy, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you couldn't handle this. I'm like, yes, you did. Like you, you knew what kind of mental state she was in. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You, you know what was happening. And, and with this, we thought that this was going to be the book that ends up, you know, making, you know, Tony realize, I guess that it's going to play out the idea that he's always an a-hole and he doesn't learn until it's too late or whatnot. Here's the thing that uh, confused me. You end up having this team and they're all there in the warehouse and they're trying to figure out, you know, where's go- and it, it's OK detecting. They end up seeing a power source that it's radiation signatures. This should be the ship. It's coming from a warehouse that's supposed to be a shipping from the hearth and home furnishings. Hey, they I don't think that they have engines. But then you go with this thing where they're sitting around the computer and I, I maybe it's just me. I'm a dummy. Scarlet Spider says, does somebody have this? I don't know. ASL. And then Gargoyle's about to say something. Then Frogman says, he says power output like that has to be from a combustion engine. He says, and I guess it's sign language that they're talking about now. I get, But it's such a weird progression. And then it's Frogman. But with that, I was so confused. Now I actually see what it is. Say sign language. You know, I actually thought they were hooking up on some chat line and they wanted age, sex and location. I don't know what's going on. But they end up with this whole idea of, hey, that engine signature is you know a proposal but we know that you know that a radiation wouldn't be coming off of a hearth and home deal so it's just too much and things thrown at you again as a over explanation of stuff but yeah you have tony going you get is it a nice moment when he's hugging hellcat who thinks she's back in hell and, and needs help because he did it And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, somebody's in there with the bomb. They're in there with the bomb. For some reason, too, the way this was playing out, I suddenly thought they weren't in an alley, that they were on a rooftop. And they go in. Tony goes in to face Corvac, who basically says, you're nonsense. You're always bad. You know, you could have been good. And then Tony has to go in a opposite way and say, well. Maybe Korvac is like, when is it going to be that we think the villain is a villain, but he's not because he has the right and everything gets convoluted and twisted around. I, I don't think it serves well for a whole issue to kind of go through that then to see what appears like you can't think of those characters surviving what just happened with all those characters in that ship blowing up. And, you know, then you have to, don't you know your odyssey? I'm like, I don't know. That seemed more like an Iliad thing to me, but that's just me. And so when you go, you end up with, oh, no. Everybody's hurting. Tony ends up expending all his energy and anger to try to take down Korvac, but it doesn't do it. It just ends up making him look like the Terminator now because he is an android. I think that that was fully spelled so that he does look a little more nefarious going forward. I don't know, but Tony's just left there with all his friends dead. So and and Patsy pretty much right to the funny farm because she is having a lot of problems he even says even that like i gotta go i'll be right back and she's like no leave me he just walks off i mean i know he has to because he thinks there's a bomb there but i don't know i would have liked him to just go back out like yeah corvac i'll deal with you later i need to you know fix but he doesn't and all in all it's nonsense there's a lot of nonsense in this book it really is And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset with myself that I didn't remember ASL's American Sign Language. (laughs) I thought they were chat (laughs) lines. They were on AOL. Hey, but that's the thing. Again, though, it threw me out. I'm a dummy, but that threw me out again. You know, you don't need Halcyon to be the one to say, hey, that power signature should be an engine. Yes, he's into cars. I don't know that he's into Shire spacecraft. You know, some of the, like a Misty night May know more about that sort of thing So do that But, you know, it's just, to me It's it's a lot of nothing, too I mean, the end game of this is What are you into what, what are you trying to get from this book? It's an Iron Man book where we're getting Tony as an a-hole through and through Continuously putting people in danger And not really doing much about it Maybe we'll get out of that And we'll get a redemption deal of that But even this Corvac, and this story This is five issues. It just keeps going and it just it it, it is a it's kind of tough to get through and it's gone on too long, but this is his style. This is and people love the Doctor Doom book. I got bored with that after a while too. That's just me. So this isn't hitting. We did like that whole deal last week on the Patreon. We liked his King and Black tie-in with Doctor Doom and Iron Man, where he's you know, they save Santa. That was fun. But this is back to just nonsense again. And every time we go, I, you didn't think that I wanted to talk about this, but I did mention it. So I keep thinking that we're not going to from now on because now I'm just starting. I'm not even having as much fun with it. I'm actually just like, yeah, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to give this a six out of ten. I think the art's really good. And, you know, I don't know. It, it was cool to see Scarlet Spider. And you got Misty Knight, but yeah, I could even go to a five-five, but I'll be positive six. What would you give it?
1: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. If it wasn't for the art, I don't think I could read this whatsoever. Yeah,
0: yeah, it would be tough. It would be really tough. I'm sure there's fans of it out there. I mean, they'll probably be pissed off at, with us. And I just, there's so many other books that I can enjoy uh, besides this and, and the, just the concept of it and what he's trying to do. I just don't get it. But overall, yeah, we'll go six. And that's then. That's it for this week. We'll see, you know, what comes our way next week. But uh before we go, as always,
1: tell us where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me at Fanboy Comics Podcast, Batman News Weekly Podcast, Comic Book Legion Podcast, of course, this podcast and the Patreon, as well as uh Ranger Alliance, which is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast. Now, on my Twitter account, you can find the link to all of that in my link tree. And um, I have some really big plans for Fanboy Comics Podcast. I think I'm going to have about three episodes each week. Um, yeah, it's, it, I have it all planned out. I think I p- actually put it out on my latest episode, um, which came out this Saturday. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun 2021. Nice.
0: So 2021, you're telling me, might be a little better. <laughs> in 2020. Maybe I hope. I really hope. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, check Clay out. And now you get to check out The Buffalo Kid, Brandon, as we go through a bunch of books. Well, it's 8 o'clock up there in Buffalo. Brandon's been drinking all day And I gotta get him for the show Oh, no Well, I can't get a hold of him Oh, that ain't right He must be passed out drunk So that means no Brandon tonight
2: Brandon's lame
0: Have you heard? Brandon's lame His family's ashamed Ah oh, yes. Here I am with Brandon. He's here. He's not drunk. Here we go. And yeah. yeah, we have three books. And before we started recording you, you seem very down on these books. I think I'm going to be a, a little more positive than you. But, not uh, there's, much, but there's at least one of them I like. Okay, yeah. And we're gonna be talking <laughs> three books. And Really, I'm shocked that you don't like the last one we're going to talk about because we had a lot of fun with it uh, last time it came up. That would be Modoc. I think I
2: liked it. I think I, I it, when I sit You're down after tired. getting the yeah the kids baths done and all that nonsense, it's not the ideal time for me to really be in the Yeah, headspace I don't. I weekend. don't give
0: my kids baths anymore. They're all yeah. over like fifteen. I'm in the be tub today, that. so that was fun. Yeah,
2: that's what happens.
0: That's yeah. what ends up happening all the time. And uh, now I just spent my day yelling at people on Twitter about some picture of a dog that looks like it was slaughtered and yeah. that it was nonsense. Just Bra- nonsense.
2: Braxton's had quite the week. He uh, decided to take a bite out of the Christmas lights on the tree. Uh, so that had well, those to Those are down. tasty. Yeah. 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 So I had to hold them down, pull glass out of his mouth, that was a blast. And then, uh, yeah, pooped in the tub just pooped hours tub. ago. Well, <laughs> so, did I was so –
0: Speaking of poop, I, I was at Walmart and I ended up seeing they have some new cereal. And I was checking it out and I saw they have the little Debbie's oatmeal I'll, pie cereal. I haven't seen it yet. That's at Walmart. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll it try looks it. like nonsense. Looks That's like it. nonsense. Well, it, I thought it, it, it would better be like be
2: cookies smushed together with cream in them. No, there's no cream. in That's the problem. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, all it has is just. It looks like almost like when you have one of those cinnamon bun. You know things like the cinnamon bun cereal. If you had yeah, that, that's yeah, all yeah. it looks like. Yeah, it just looks like nonsense. That's nonsense. I thought of, you yeah, though. Send a picture. We saw it going by, and then we went back to maybe get it. And then I'm like, no way. I said, what, "There's no cream." Last time I,
2: I went to Walmart, I immediately walked out because it was so crowded. I they just felt the COVID walking on me, so I got the hell out of there.
0: I went in and I ended up uh, putting on uh, my mask and I've had the same mask. I'm I'm not really a guy who likes to clean stuff like that. So it kind of stinks when I go. So what I had ended up doing is I had a a mint, like a peppermint, and I put it in my mouth to kind of, you know, ease the nonsense there. And then I kind of started choking on the, the mint. I swallowed like mint so juice too quick. No, well, Logan claims they were all running from me. <laughs> he, he said they were running scared from me. So uh, then what do I have to do? Now I'm embarrassed because he's like, dad, they're all running for you. They, they think you have COVID. So then I have to start really overacting, you know, like I'm like, Oh my, I'm choking from this peppermint and then the, it seemed like that that made it worse. Then they from the peppermint they just stole thought I he was 14. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I, I I was I had the peppermint to get rid of my COVID. But yeah, they were all running. They all ran from us and then Logan didn't want to be near me. He said this one guy like pretty much just ran from us completely. I'm like the guy wasn't even near us.
2: Yeah. But I was I was trying to play I've never seen anybody in Walmart in shape enough to run, so that's a lie immediately. Oh
0: my, that is <laughs> shit. That is Walmart shade. I've I've seen that clickbait of you'll never guess what this person was wearing in Walmart and I click it and it's like sweatpants and a tank top. I mean, really? That's all I see at Walmart, right? And that's in the middle of the winter. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. That's a little talk to begin with just to you know, ease ease the deal in because we're going to be talking about, you know, let's start with Venom, which is part of the King and Black story. We're about 17 issues in after this week and Oof. it feels like it it feels like about seventeen years, but yet still only feels like one issue. Yeah, and really, in comic time wise, yeah, yeah, and you get the two main issues. You get the two main King and Black issues. You have No come over, take over the world. Now, right there, we thought, boy, that that was a crazy start. Like that it just happened kind of- quick. Hey. But even then. I mean, e- when you go into these tie-ins even, I'm not getting the full sense of dread from a lot of people in this. Like a lot of things are just like, eh, we got to help out or doing this. This should be like – the world should be destroyed. Greta should be at the UN right now screaming and yelling because the whole world was mm-hmm. you know, encapsulated this in this happen. deal. Yeah. Yeah. This is all wrong. Exactly. <laughs> That's what she should be – but they're not. And so when you go to these – It almost seems like you have the main book and, okay, Null takes over. Then we'll take a little step backward for seven tie-ins. And then we'll get to King of Black 2, which is not really dealing as much with the big picture, but more with Eddie. Oh, my God, Eddie's dying. We got to get a symbiote. Hey, I got the extremis armor. I'll go. And I'm Tony Stark, as you can tell from my you know, accent here. I'm <laughs> going to go and grab the DNA, try to bond that symbiote with Eddie, with the thing of, okay, we'll heal Eddie. But the caveat of, then we could also try to finagle things with the hive mind as well. And so after that, which was issues ago we're we're, kind of just meandering again. And he's falling in a new
2: way, this issue now. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the thing.
0: Even the Venom tie-in that we had last was him falling the whole time. Falling, falling, falling. I mean, I haven't fell that hard since I fell in love with you, Brandon. That's (laughs) when I really fell hard, right? Or you with Josh (laughs) Allen with those DMs you're sending me every time (laughs) there's a game. Uh but yeah. yeah, so you have all this going on and then we go into Venom. We said the last time Venom should be the big book. This should be the book that we're like, holy crap, yeah, a Venom. That's just that's just under a little teeny bit more imp- less important than the King and Black Deal, but is it now you get some fan service stuff in here? I talked to my man Wolf Cypher, who does the reviews for the Spider Man and Venom stuff on the site, and he he has cracked the code, he told me. He said anytime a Bon Coelho does show up that means that he doesn't really do much Venom yeah. stuff. He's either not Venom at all, or he's Venom but doesn't do anything. And he says he's researched this. I'm going that he is, you know, well, I believe he it. has
2: an Excel sheet running and, uh, you know, much like some people track records with uniforms around here with Excel sheets. I, I think that uh, he's got a, a, a yeah, big he spreadsheet going. He knows exactly what's up.
0: I I think it's very small though. It's like, a Bon Coelho, no. It just says, <laughs> the column is, is there a lot of venom in the <laughs> issue? But again, you're getting this idea. There's, in my mind, way too. The, the numbers of the tie-ins way inflated. We have almost 50 issues in this. And so if you're not going to let the tie-ins do any of the work at all, if you're just going to kind of do, de- why read them? And I'm getting to the point now where, like I said, by the end of this week, it's amazing that we're 17 issues in. Uh, and I think I would have. If I was just buying Into it, I would have it Into what is what
2: I'm still wondering, other than the, the world is being in covered in, in, you know, <laughs> Well, that's what it is. It's, it's now Earth and black is yeah. what it is. It's and so, It's reminding when you get this- me entirely too much of War of the Realms. Like th- That's the road. Yeah, I they just all seem to have like very, the formula. Yeah, very much headed down. And Marvel has this event formula lately that for whatever reason they think works, probably because they you know read the weird, internet though. too much. Um, but, uh, you're
0: right. Actually – the, the the we there were way too many tie-ins to the yeah. whole War of the Realms, but it did seem like those side books. At least they were doing something because you had them go off to other realms. They go and do that. So they had little missions. With this, you know, you end up where some of these books almost feel like if it, if it was like real people, like these aren't books, they're happening. Some things like a Spider Woman or, you know, it's like out of nowhere, they come get a telegram. What? I'm supposed to do this thing with. The, all right. Hey, here we go. King of Black. It's like and you don't duty. do anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> the idea where the Union book wasn't even part of this. I'll keep saying it every time, that it was part of the Empire deal, canceled, and then they just slapped King yeah, of Black on I, this. I
2: actually think that's going on with with a lot of this King of Black stuff is they they held off on their War of the Realms. You maybe. Know, uh, An orgasm empire Orgasm of issues they wanted to have. And they're like, eh, we got another one coming up on the heels of this in four months anyway. Let's just wait and drop the 50 burger on them yeah. at that point.
0: And what's weird about this is – I know Donnie Kate's very popular. A lot of people don't like him from his Twitter presence, whatnot, but I like him. And they have this venom thing. No, it's it's building, it's building. In the book, it just to me, the way it's playing out, it does not feel like and yes, we said the earth is in caps, so it should be a major event, but it doesn't feel big anymore. No. We're not getting much of no. Here, it's like, hey, look over there. Gulp, it's no. <laughs> That's all you get. Yeah. And so I'm not you only ever the, see the him sitting thing.
2: around on the, and apparently he's just holding Eddie's symbiote like a balloon. Is I that think what I see? He's got bowel problems, <laughs> I think. I
0: think that he actually has like a little bit of a bowel problem. He's got hemorrhoids. Probably- well, he came here Sitting and he found on one out of they those had donuts. Chilies. He's
2: got a black donut we don't see under his butt there. I just think he ate a chilies. He
0: ended up getting the diarrhea. It's <laughs> like me when I go to Arby's. I mean, holy crap. They got the meat. I got the runs. That's yeah, what that, ends up those happening. You
2: can eat wings. I'm going to shame chilies for a minute here. Those might be the smallest chicken wings in the history of mankind. All you can eat, you say.
0: Yeah. I, I don't actually they like used all you do can do eat. You to do that in, in Yeah. Yeah. We had a place in West Virginia when I went to college. It was like you know all oh, you can eat the one night but yeah they they skimped out and they oh, skimped out the by oh they the tiniest thing there well, I that, mean, and they forgot where your table was, it seemed, when you wanted the refills. Well, I'm yeah, like, I'm already they, done here.
1: They bring here. That
2: one buffet tray of wings for yeah. an entire bar. That lasts three don't seconds. Don't know you're
1: Brandon from <laughs> Buffalo? I mean,
2: really? You were re- you were weaned on those things. I, Seriously. I told, uh, we had a business proposition for a lot of the restaurants down there. I would just go in and show them how to make wings the correct way. Because uh, most of the places in Maryland, when you would order wings, would bake they don't them, toss like, them like a bunch of trash burgers down there. Just, just disgusting well it's baltimore i mean really where'd you go next detroit
0: (laughs) i mean seriously what are you doing the rounds but yeah so Mm. with all of this you end up you know coming to this venom again and i'm waiting for that and again i'm not saying the main book whatever you can say about the main story At least we've had some things going on. I'm waiting for that one tie-in that not just that I'm like, oh, my God, that's kind of fun because I did like the black cat tie-in, but it it didn't push anything. I just liked it because it was a well-written black cat deal. So I'm waiting and I'm hoping that this Venom, as I'm going to go read it, okay, I need something to show me these tie-ins mean something, that all these are big and it should be the Venom deal and I'll tell you, I like this enough. It doesn't do enough for me to say, "Oh my God, I'm full out back in." Because at this I like point, seeing yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> and I like seeing Flash. As a spoiler alert, and, yeah, and so yeah, that's yeah. cool. But it's cool. Why not be cool at the beginning? I know it's a cliffhanger, but I kind of want more, not just let's meander all this time. Let's point it. No, let's talk about no, falling. Yeah, I felt
2: like this was 20 issues of the same thing kind of being uttered back and forth between Rex and Eddie, like, I don't believe you. Well, that's what's happening here. Too bad for you. Ah, I'm going to change it. Well, nothing you can do about it. Blah, Remember blah, blah. last issue, it started out with Rex. And
0: it was like, okay, I even thought it was weird, the idea. Well, we'll show you what happened at the beginning of the Venom run. Not even thinking, because I'm a dummy, that it's setting up something else with it. Yeah, that
2: Rex is going to be hanging around Last
0: Rex. issue, you you set up Rex and have Eddie fall for 19 pages. Why couldn't they just rip the deal inside? You have Rex go have this the first one. Now we're getting into some stuff for the second one. I want to see Flash. I want to see Rex full out Tyrannosaurus Rex deal and all that. But we have to wait again. And I'm sick of waiting. I'm sick of sitting at the bus stop, and I the bus doesn't even come, and then I find out I'm actually in the gym. I'm not even at the bus stop, and I'm, I'm never going to be picked up by anybody, including my mother. But this is Venom number – when is it there? I'm looking at the review copy. at a Thirty-two.
2: Thirty-two. I hate, these, I hate these. hate these reviews. Yeah, Shaq or, or Magic. Shaq after his preseason uh, third experiments. Yeah, thirty-three. Yes. I, like, I like.
0: 32, his, 32. I like his. I go Magic.
2: Magic Johnson. I, I, remember, I remember being uh, in seventh, eighth grade. If you had the thirty-three Shaq jersey, your parents loved you less. I think was. And,
0: <laughs> and it's funny too because then you can kind of play. It. No, no, no. This is unique. You know, like yeah. I, I'm sure there's the people that are now having the East Coast West Coast Kobe Bryant twenty four and eight war. <laughs> you know is it the eight or after he got in trouble and turned to the 24 we don't know but that's the big well,
2: fight the thing is he, around here we used to have champion outlets you could go buy like the air champion jerseys for real cheap and and you could get 33 shack jerseys for like I don't my know. my favorite bucks.
0: was and I, I think i may have mentioned this at one point that my uh my buddy's uncle he was a guy and this guy i could say he's a jerk he was a jerk and he was really like Everything he did had to be right. And if he said something, he'd get he would actually like, Hey, we're going out in the parking lot and fight. And he came in to work the one day with the ninety-two uh Blackhawks, Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup championship shirt. Well, that was the year that the Penguins beat them. I'm a Penguins <laughs> fan, so I know <laughs> this and trounced them really. And I'm like, Whoa, that's pretty cool. I thought it was neat. You know, usually you only see those things in like you, you know, overseas yeah. where they just throw them out to anybody.
2: My buddy has a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion. Set.
0: I actually thought at one point I wanted to collect those for every sport. I wanted to have the winning shirt yeah. for the non-winning the team. Alternate. Oh, it's awesome because <laughs> yeah. they do print them out. So he comes in. I, yeah,
2: that commercials literally run the second the game ends. You know they make. So them I'm both.
0: saying to him, and like hats, I'd love it all. So I end up like, hey, hey, George, uh, that's a cool shirt. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Stanley Cup champs. And again, this is probably at like 96 or 97. This isn't even that. It wasn't pre-internet days when you couldn't just go to the internet. And And I said to him, I'm like, oh, you know, where did you get that? Because, yeah, they didn't win that year. Yes, they did. And he demanded he wanted he actually called me out, wanted me to fight him in the parking lot. And I was going to, actually, but he was really old. <laughs> he was really old. At that point, I was full out playing hockey every day and all that stuff. So I was kind of – I ended up getting – but I thought it was neat, but he got upset. But there you go. I don't I don't know how we got to this. Uh, it is Venom 32, and that's why. Yeah. Yeah, you, the yeah. old Ah, uh, yes. And it's written by Donny Cates of Anquilo on art, Jesus Erbatov on colors, VCs, Clayton Kels on letters. No, the god of the symbiotes has landed on earth and sat around for a real long time. and might have gotten wings at Chili's. I think he might have complained about them. He even knows from Quintar. They have a better way of yeah. doing wings there as well. By covering yeah. the planet. Quintar, you didn't know, is way better than Baltimore, known for their wings. It's the land of the
2: chicken wings. The the chicken solely are the well, wings. And There's the no head to that's them That's what these anything.
0: dragons are. Unfortunately, that's what they're made of. But Quintar means... So we're going to get rid of them. We're going to start eating dragon Quintar wings. Quintar means around. cage. And, and you are a prisoner to your love of the wings. So it all works out. By covering the planet in a symbiote dome... Nome has tapped all trapped all humanity with him forcing them to face his army of symbiote dragons hell bent on the destruction of all light and life. Eddie Brock as venom attempted to face Knoll on the top of the Empire State Building, where Null stripped Eddie of his symbiote and dropped him helpless to the streets below. Now, number one, I'm a dummy. I didn't even know that it was any building in particular, but I guess it probably was shown. That it was the Empire State Building Yes, you can say that that's a long drop It still isn't that long Mm -hmm. It's not 19 (laughs) pages long And and just to make it even better here yeah, we get to see him land again, and he says, "I have fallen many times in my life." I think he meant, "I have fallen a lot of times in, in by the clock last issue." But he they, says, "They
2: say it's the Empire State Building." What they mean is Gotham City, where Batman killed uh, Swamp Thing's dad, or whatever happened. Yeah, in eight
0: thousand things. <laughs> Actually, I think I read it wrong. It
2: didn't say Empire State Building.
0: He fell from Pluto. I think and he finally landed, but he does land. He says, hey, I, I do a lot of falling, but I usually get up and now I can't. And the whole thing is he is going into the hive mind. He is actually going in and it's, it's kind of like the idea he's dying. It's like symbiote it, hell, and he, basically, he did yeah. die, but here you just kind of get it. As a visual thing, he hits the car, goes through and then ends up here where he is freaking out. You have him, you know, talking about being controlled, talking about all the things with even carnage on the island of bones, all that stuff. And he can usually get out because he can usually sense his symbiote. He can usually connect with the other.
2: And here it seems that it's not – he's he's by himself. He's done. A, he's dead, and B, Null has the symbiote, so but both would be difficult at this yeah, he, point. Yeah,
0: he's double duty here. And so we, <laughs> we end up where we set up Rex. Now, the thing is I wasn't thinking because he's like, hey, Brock – Hey, son. And I kept thinking, this, uh, but it's 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 Rex.
2: I just thought it was Null at first, to be honest. with you, It's also the black word bubble. It's not red, though. Doesn't Null do red? Nah, that might be that the Batman, Batman who laughs. laughs? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're cousins. <laughs> uh, they're running on the same track yeah, really. just an hour behind that each other. It drives me
0: nuts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're in this, like, weird, you know, it, and what I said when I'm reading it, I said it out loud to myself, what we're doing here with Rex Pretty much at the beginning of this is the, you know, the ghost of symbiote past. What, what yeah, you're going to have Rex say is, come on, I want to show you what's going down. I'm going to teach you what's happening. And while he seems to be pushing a little hope, he, he isn't really. Because he even says, ah, like he says, you know, we're here because of our extended deal with the symbiotes. Because as you go through, you end up seeing the hive mind. He ends up showing that the hive mind, and it's just normal people. It is just, and they're just hanging there, connected and frozen. And again, you want to point out that there's similarities to metal, death metal, all the Batman or Last stuff. This does appear very similar to the towers there, where they have the people strapped yeah. on and they're they're getting their energy. But this is the hive mind of all the people who have been taking over. You do see Cap and Thing there. That's pointed out. But even before that, you have them walking in New York. The you know destroyed New York. And Eddie sees a family going to get hurt. He tries to push them out of the way. goes right through them. And, oh, my God, this is where I get the, you know, ghost of symbiote past because they're just walking through here. And then a dragon comes up. He tries to fight that. And it gets pulled away. Then it gets hit. And that's what takes him back into this hive mind deal with, with Rex. And, yeah, they're going through these rows of, you know, people that are taking over part of this hive mind now. And he's like, oh, my God, I thought it was just, you know, not civilians, but it is he's taking over. And Rex is like, yeah, he's, he's taking over everybody and we're in big trouble But we're different. We're in here where we had that symbiote for a long time. And and so you get that, oh, you mean we can control things? And he kind of says it, but then pulls it back and says, yeah, but not that much. We can't really do that. Well, then Eddie just basically says, well, listen here. Nobody had the symbiote more than me. I can really kick ass. What you're saying you can do, I can do better. It's the song, but I can do way better. I just need my other. If I can find the other in here, because he has his. Tyrannosaurus, you know Rex deal that he can use. So Eddie needs to find his other. Again, it felt weird because Noel just ripped it out, but now it's in the hive mind. It it seems convenient, though it's not, because Eddie says, "Well, let's go." I mean, what do we have? We have time. We'll go find it. He's like, "Yeah, the the finding it it isn't that hard. It's the getting it." And then points it over, and there's no just sitting there laughing it up like you know and and the whole thing remember he was all big on you know getting dylan he was how can i kill this eddie i would think that in this deal noel would have a little more sense of what's around him like he'd be able to send. maybe not because eddie doesn't have the symbiote maybe that's the play but he is still in the hive mind as a former so just haven't
2: really like you know that's kind of what he's here for. Yeah, but they've they've essentially said no. So he's like, "All right, I'm just going to sit on this chair for a while yeah, what And is see he you doing? guys change your mind." I don't know. He, he's not continuing the hunt from what I can tell. Him, unless all these dragons around him are just circling, looking for Dylan. nonstop. Yes.
0: Or is he there because there's the other? It looks like, like you said, it looks like it's like this little balloon. Is he yeah. waiting for Eddie to Venom get him to there? come get it? Yeah, is yeah, he waiting I, for him? I, so I, to me, I
2: think. Noel has no, like to me, Eddie is off the board to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not really concerned with it. He's got the symbiote. He's quote unquote dead as far as we can tell. Because we go uh, back and he know.
0: actually says, by the way, Eddie, you're dead. And they go back again, like, you know, a Christmas carol where they go and see him dying. And yeah. like, oh my God. Bed. Again, though, something we've seen already. So we're not really getting any new information. I do like this perspective with Eddie and Rex, but he's upset because there's Dylan. He tries to even touch Dylan to say, you know, you'll be okay. Now i'm guessing because we go right from that right you end up where he touches dylan and rex is like let's go let's go i have a feeling for some reason that in the next king of black we're going to see that dylan did feel that somehow with dylan he's the mcguffin of mcguffins anyway whatever symbiote deal you could just end up having him just oh my god i felt that oh my god i hear that oh my god i can do that and so i think that maybe that will be his hope like I felt my, you know, I felt my dad, you know, he he was here and he wasn't quite dead or whatnot. But I just, at this point, I I really want somebody to tell me what Null's big plan is and, and what has he been doing to act it out. His plan seems to destroy everything, but now he's just sitting around and he wanted to get Dylan, but he's not really out looking for himself. Maybe he's lazy. Maybe he doesn't like to do the ground work. He doesn't like to move the feet and find things himself. But, you know, he's just kind of sitting there. And it doesn't. Fe- that's why it doesn't feel as big to me. Even in that little intro, it said everybody's worried and trying to do stuff about, you know, no light. No- I, don't, I don't see that. And I know that yeah. when, you're not going to get an issue. I mean, somebody's like, what is Jim what 1? An issue where it's just a bunch of people yelling, where is the sun? I don't need that. <laughs> but I need to feel like, how about this? If they don't stop this within a week, shit's done. They're done. They're going to be done. There's no
2: ticking clock. No, there's no time frame. And there's there's no – here's the problem with the event to me right now is that there's no – like central group of heroes to follow, like Venom being off the board. Who's trying to now stop Null? Everybody just kind of seems like they're like, "Eh, what's going on right now?" And nobody knows what to do. And everybody's standing there's around. There's no even hint of uh, you know Iron Man tried a little something last uh, whatever issue that was. He tried uh, his extremist trick and it, it didn't work. It was the King of Black but too. That's that was all the last year. Forgot and that, and that was like kind of a ham fisted attempt to try to save Eddie. That wasn't necessarily a. uh I'm, we're taking it to null and trying to Full figure out, out. Yeah, how was to first get trying to
0: get Eddie. And then it was, well, this dragon would be disconnected. We can go. And then at the end, when Dylan ended up like, oh, my God, maybe we can use Dylan. But like you said, there is no centralized deal there. Now, if this is the case here where we have Rex flash and and eddie get back the deal and now i'm getting something now i can follow them i love flash that's cool as hell when you get him yeah so that might be something to pick but you're right there's no central pr- so then when you and then to put it off on that you have king of black too where you get done like who am i supposed to follow here Oh, then you go off to Namor, then you go to the Union, then you go off to Spider-Woman, then you go off to <laughs> Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. And it just keeps getting further and further away from a central plot point of let's go with Null and get going. And and not that it's necessarily the tie-in's fault, but just having that many tie-ins
2: is the problem, I think. Yes, it is. It, it makes you. It makes it hard to sift through the muck to be like, well... I'm going to follow these two series and maybe if something happens in one of those, you know, uh, tie-in issues that I read a review about and they, they say, hey, this catches my attention, I'll go grab that later. But to me, this is a hard event to, to pull anything as far as a central story is out of what they're giving you. No, every it's going week to destroy everything.
0: Now, where somebody could argue with me and say, I want to get mail we haven't had mail in a while. But if somebody wanted to mail in and, and argue this with me, I want to know exactly, like, If I'm just buying like the I'm buying just the two King and Black issues, the main issues, one and two, I have now spent my money on two issues. Brandon, you're Mr. Moneybags up there in Buffalo. You've bought all 17 (laughs) at the end of this week. I think we have the same story. That's, that's yeah, I know. You know that's what I mean. A problem. I'm with Seventeen issues
2: to two and equaled out. You, you really are only. <laughs> you getting might it. have a better grasp of what's going on if you have only read the two. I, I'm <laughs> uh, that's
0: like that's
2: wrong. That's not right. Yeah, we're trying to read some of these tie-ins and just getting utterly confused here's with the with thing. Namor yeah. thrown in there and and you know, Symbiote Spider-Man. These thing. are all things also happening just so far in the past. You're like, well. I'm 30 years later, story-wise. It feels like I, I don't understand. I'm waiting for <laughs> Peter to be like, "Holy crap! I remember this stuff." You know, <laughs> like, it's so weird. Uh, but like, yeah, Peter's just walking around like a dummy. It's like Peter, you, you obviously did something with somebody way back. Oh, it's going to end up. No. Kang
0: is going to wipe his mind, or you're yeah, going to have, gonna, have the, the Watcher him. stuff is going to end up. To, it has to. But yeah, so in this, now again, I'm saying all this, this is probably my, you know, maybe my favorite tie-in as far as getting some characters involved and stuff. I still really liked the whole uh, Black Cat one, but I liked it for Black Cat, not necessarily a King of Black tie And we have liked the symbiote Spider-Man enough, but this one you end up where, and actually, last week me and Clay talked about that crazy Santa Claus you know, Iron Man deal that was I, on the I Patreon. To that yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it really oh, no, didn't really do anything for King of Black at all, except Santa was taken over. But it was a guy from Paramus. That just isn't a nutshell the whole deal. So yeah. you end up where Rex is saying, "Okay, Eddie, you know, maybe we can do this. Yeah, we got to get my other. Oh, there he is. You know, for some reason, all no, likes to play with him on his throne. Oh no, but there's some other things. And and really, if you want to say. Anything negative about this, it's that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Rex just is like, oh, there's somebody I've been looking for. Up oh, It's Flash, he just shows yeah. up, Space Night deal. Hey, everybody. And then he's like, hey, Eddie, long time no see. I got excited, though. I actually thought, all right, that's cool.
2: I know. Yeah, they pulled the trick on me at the end that's going to up my score probably is, a little it's higher up than mine. it and should be. A, it's funny yeah.
0: because when we started our Marvel Monday stuff on the DC site before we were way before this podcast – um, it was one of like the books that everybody on the site liked. Everybody was talking about it. The whole uh, Flash, it was the the Venom Space Knight, right? Was Space Knight, now. yeah. Well, I love Venom yeah, Space Knight. Yeah, Smith, So yeah. did Eric. Eric loved it. He still talked about it when I was still working with them because he like he's like, hey, you see any more of that? And remember earlier in this run, we actually thought that they were going to be able to bring back Flash, and it never happen
2: and we were we were upset. Yeah. Remember
0: we thought that Flash was going to actually become had, Eddie's symbiote. They had, our,
2: they had our brain spin in there for a while and when Eddie like absorbed the codex or whatever and yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's even brought up here in the deal. But overall, I'm actually going to give this I, I'm going to be positive. I'm trying to be positive in 2021. I'm going to give it an 8. I want to give it a 7, but that cliffhanger got me. I think the art's really good. Even if oh, uh, a Bon Coelho doesn't do a, a lot of Let art with Venom yeah. and stuff. His <laughs> art is good. We've always said that it's a really nice compliment If Ryan Stegman, who hasn't been on this book for, you know, at uh, forever yeah, in a, week, a while, right? Yeah. And so when a Bunkwell, you don't lose that much. I mean, you don't get as much detail. It's not as like organic looking as you'd have with Ryan Stegman, but it's still very, very good. So I'm going to go eight. What would you give it?
2: I'm going to give it a seven. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, the flash is even raising that probably like, you know, po- uh, point we're eight, bitching and a moaning point. About it.
0: I'm more bitching about the event than this actual issue. Yeah. And it just yeah, happens yeah, yeah. that we're venting during this issue. So some yes, people correct. might say like, Boy, it sounded like you were going to give it a two. It wasn't necessarily this issue. No, that's no, I event. enjoy
2: when Rex comes around and flashes you know, he's one of my favorite people to ever put on the Venom costume. So, you know, I dig those characters. I hope we do something with them in this event besides them just being, you know, a quick snapshot in Eddie, Eddie's trip through, uh, you know, symbiote hell here. Um, that's kind of my worry.
0: Symbiote lane. He's, he's yeah, walking whatever, down. He's I, I'm worried about it as well. I hope the
2: afterlife's better than that. I, I've never been strapped to a symbiote. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm looking at that afterlife compared to this crap life I'm living. I, I want to <laughs> go.
0: Take me away, Calgon. <laughs> I have left this yeah, house Really? Nine, can Noel show up right now? Because I'm in the king and black mold right now is what Listen, I am. If the
2: promise Noel makes to me is if I invoke the world in symbiote, no more coronavirus, I might take that deal tomorrow. You'll end up, you'll <laughs> take the bullet for all yeah. of us. It's, it's very nice like to it's probably like driving in snow. Well, that's the big probably difference. Really, that, here? that is the thing that like, you know. What that's funny
0: that <laughs> if you would write a book and they have like there is like you know, Florida, and they're like, oh, my God, we can't get out in the symbiote stuff. And oh, my God. And then they show people in Buffalo just going. Buffalo's thriving. school is not only not delayed, you have to get there five minutes early because it's so easy (laughs) to get through. All that symbiote goo is piled in the Walmart parking lot until July.
2: I'm sending you pictures of the tops pile. It's it's two years later.
0: (laughs) You always do. But yeah, uh, so... With all that, I, I, I didn't mind this. It's like I said, this is more of me getting upset about the actual
2: event overall. Yeah, um, I, I was excited. I think they did a good job of, you know, even though it was not an event I was looking forward to, I think some of the Venom issues and the stuff leading up to it did me a good job of being like, okay, let's see what this is like. And I've been a little disappointed myself personally, at least with the issues I've read in, uh, in a handful of the tie-ins. Just about, like, how it's progressed and moved so far, and Here's it's the just thing. not gripping me.
0: If we ended up having – and this is going to go on a couple months, and if we just ended up having I- – I'm saying we had this going through Venom, obviously, but also a King of Black number one, and then, you know, screw it. Let's just have it Thor for some reason. Tie that yeah. in. Just have the you know, Donny yeah, Cates was- books. Just have the Donny Cates books, and those three – it's just too much, and I start to mm-hmm. when when you do that. Your your Donnie Cates is now relying on a lot of other people to hit as much as he does, or whatnot. At you know the whole coordination of it, and some of these books, me and you just don't like. And it, it, yeah. and and throwing King and Black on the cover is not changing things. I, I'm not. No. You know, a lot of people seem to like it. I don't like Spider Woman. I, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, so just, saying, perplexed yeah, by just that. saying, you know, hey, it's King and Black. That's not going to be like, oh, my God, it's like a brand new book. Or if it, say Savage Avengers that's coming up uh, a while from now. But I'm not reading that. And yeah. that's the problem. When you ended up and I just got done, you bailed out. But the Ten of Swords deal, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was only 20 some issues. Number one, but also most people were reading all of the X-Men books. I was. So going into that, yes, it seemed like a lot, but it was the same as what I'd been reading, except for two right, bookend right, right. things. This is like, what are you doing? And and just the idea, like y- you throw this King and Black sticker on things, and then you have three shots, five shots, you have all these other but it's not making me say, like, oh man, I gotta get in on that Spider Woman. No, I'm sitting there, I don't wanna read that. I guess it brought Black Cat back, so I could be happy with that. Speaking of characters where you said Flash, just think this week. Flash Thompson, you love Flash Thompson. Uh Ben Ridley came back this week in the whole uh Iron Man book that you don't read. He oh, was Jesus. in there and treated like a punk. He he got oh, he's there terrible. with gargoyle and frogman as the lowest of the low. Also Misty Knight I think she was slumming <laughs> it too. Me and me and Clay just talked about it. But yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm glad Brandon isn't here to scream and yell. He'd be yeah. pissed because – uh, I, would, I would have hated that
2: book even more than I already did. Yeah,
0: really, really. Ah, yes, you don't read it.
2: But it's, it's a wacky book. Uh, I read the first one we read, the first three. Yeah, two yeah, or three. Enough. Well, yeah.
0: that's the thing. It's only on five, and I said it felt like we've already read like 17 of them. Thor number 11 is next. It's another Donny Cates. We have Donny Cates theme here until we get to the last one. Donny so Cates it's not really a deal. Yeah. Written by Donny Cates, art by Nick Klein, Matt Wilson on colors, and Joe Josephine on letters and design and design. Thor is the god of thunder. Did you know that, Brandon? I just wanted to tell you that. Searching yeah, for answers to recent troubles, Thor attempted to trade places with his old alter ego, Donald Blake. Blake has been dormant for years now, enjoying what Thor believed to be an idyllic life in a world of Odin's making. But Thor was wrong. Trapped in a suburban fantasy, Blake went insane upon release. Blake immediately snapped the cane. That allows Thor to return uh, trapping, or trapping, traping, trapping the thunder <laughs> god in the hellscape did, did, did you laugh a little because it looks like he still has like a walking stick and, he got rid of the, the cane and now he needs something else to walk with, I'm like it's your fault, you broke it buddy, there Thor found Jormungand the dreaded Midgard serpent breathing his last, the serpent had tried to unite with Blake against Odin but instead Blake stole Jormungand's powers and joined them with the Odin force already within him, meanwhile as guard's best warriors tried to stop Blake and found themselves teleported to Dimension of Blood with Blake in control of the Rainbow Bridge. Now Blake is headed to Midgard for the return with an old flame Dr. Jane Foster. This is a long one. AK, the new Valkyrie, has no idea what's coming for her. Doesn't feel like that
2: much has happened in the issues you've
0: read. (laughs) Uh, But with that, I, I do like the, you know, little things that happen. Like you said, he breaks the cane, but it makes me giggle that he needs a stick. You see him there when he leaves Jane. He's got like, I'm like, did he have uh, to? No,
2: ju- I, I'm always confused by the all the all powerful people that that need the cane to walk. Well, he that needs the he cane, but <laughs>
0: I always thought the cane was just like kind of there for show. But no, he, he needed it. He has a new one. Uh, also, I like that he's in this very fancy restaurant with a duffel bag. Uh, don't, don't they check your bags at the thing? He's wearing a suit and has a duffel bag there. I'm no fancy guy, but I don't know about that. But even with that, I like this.
2: I can't shame him. He's probably got beers in that bag. Probably.
0: He, no, he's not going <laughs> to the movies, Brandon. That would be when you get that, right? You have it in your kid's bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it be so funny. <laughs> Drinking out of the bottle. Uh, I'm, I'm oh, taking
2: and... tips from Eric's dad here now, right? Yeah,
0: that's what Eric's dad did. He put it and said it was calamine lotion that Eric had bad uh, poison (laughs) I did. just imagine that. They're like, okay, sir. And then they come, hey, uh, sir, why are you drinking the calamine lotion? Those were wine coolers. They were. So you you end up here, and I I actually got a thought in my mind of maybe how we get out of this, or maybe not or whatnot, but something that was kind of interesting with that. was Like the idea that, yes, Thor did not change back, you know, in, in a long time. Now, with Jane kind of saying... Hey, it's been, you know, you're putting a, a different time frame into me because, you know, there you go. A lot of things I'm thinking like, oh, it's been 50 years. Like I'm going full yeah. out
2: real time. But when yeah, Jane's no, like, know. you know what so I mean? It's so, hard to imagine how how that time moves. In. Yeah,
0: so Jane's just saying, and Jane's saying, I haven't seen you in a while, and you get that. So it hasn't been as long, right? Now, the problem I have is, Ken, Thora, I don't know this. I'm asking you, but we may be asking everybody listening. When Thor was unworthy, could he switch back? Could he switch back with him when he was unworthy? Because maybe I, not, I,
2: right? I, I don't know if that was ever, you know, touched upon.
0: What I happened have no idea. when it's brought up here, when Jane was Thor, Does that mean he's trapped then, too?
2: Is that means that they can't switch because Jane's Thor? Because that really makes an out. His reaction, too, when he finds out is very weird. Like, I can't. He's angry. uh, To me, he's angry. He's trying to walk away from Jane so he doesn't do anything to her. He's going to kill her and he has to walk away to not.
0: And so I'm thinking, is he now mad because he didn't know these things especially add on unworthy because i don't know the rules i don't know the rules of the switch and so when jane becomes thor you're not gonna have that connection like that so that might trap him as well and and i don't know if the anger is more of the idea of oh my god i did all this stuff and it might not like you you blame somebody and want them to go down and and then you find out it's not them you kind of do get angry i've wasted time or whatever but I don't know, I don't know if it's touched on But I don't know the rules, like I said When he was unworthy, because he couldn't do that I guess then So he, and then he becomes king And then he's having some problems He wants to switch off to kind of give himself some downtime And talk to the, you know, the Asgardian celestial gods And all that about what's going on And that's when Donald Blake had set his trap and goes And then we find out that he's gone nuts But I think that may be how we're going to get out Because really, if you don't have an out Thor's just a jerk. Thor is somebody who is a and he is, but you know, you don't want your hero to be somebody who pretty much ended up being the the thing that caused a man to snap. And then whether or not the people and things that he killed in that dream or whether or not they're constructs or it doesn't matter. He did some horrible things and i I think that maybe that's the out that it was the idea, because once I'm thinking like this is stuff, and it doesn't make sense, but it does if you're four, you know how old all that he's yeah, got and how
2: time moves for them it's and when
0: you start pulling it in and and getting to the idea because he did know Jane, but I didn't know how they were going to play this fully, and she's like oh i haven't this isn't I haven't seen you since I was seven. you know what I mean he this yeah. is since she's been a doctor and all that, and you know, yeah, he didn't know that she was Thor had cancer or anything like that, but, and they're talking and it's nice and it's, it's, Donnie Cates plays this well. He did it in even the Cliffhanger last issue and stuff like that with the idea that we every time that Donald says something, we know what he really means because he's doing double entendres about yeah. killing people. Oh, and, yeah, he's
2: being oh, real yeah. sly.
0: Yeah, I ran into a bunch of people on Asgard. You know, they were dead tired. He should say that. He doesn't. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the, tr- that's the path he walks, though, when he's talking. To it me.
0: almost feels like he's like really like having a lot of fun. Saying the truth that nobody knows, except us, Mm -hmm. because we're reading, but also because, and again, I think Donnie Cates does this really well. We've seen that this guy likes to do things with the scalpels and the knives. He's a bit of a cutter. He is. And so while he's there, you keep seeing the knife. Cutting this steak he's with a thing. He's pointing theory. at her at one point with the knife, even before he's mad. You see all this blood at one point. I don't know what is going on when he's putting that piece of steak in. I don't mouth. think that steak's cooked. I, 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 I don't mean- think the steak's cooked, but I think his lip is on fire and boiling up. I don't know what's going on. He may have the hepatitis. I don't know how that works. But you know, you have all this going on and she is able to tell. Hey, you don't seem as you know happy-go-lucky as before. You seem a little angry. He's like, yeah, you know, and he's trying to play it off, but yeah, he is getting mad. And I do like—I mean, it's—it really seemed like like an old-school panel too when he ends up drinking that coffee, and it's like his eyes are yellow. I mean, if Jane sees this, and I'm guessing you're seeing even the power of the dragon in him with those eyes and stuff, because he is. Very powerful here. And then we go to Thor, who's just like, What was me? Why am I being forsaken? Why can't I get out of this crater? Uh, And then you get Ratatsker. I know. Good
2: luck pronouncing that. I can't.
0: Who shows up and looks like Macklemore in in that that thrift shop (laughs) video, right? He, he shows up and he's like, hey, what's going on? And again, it's just kind of there. We don't get much of it right now. Hey, I'm the god of chaos. I like craziness. Hey, you can help me. Nah, you really can't. <laughs> so you're like, okay, but yeah, we'll see. Dead. Now, I will point man. out something that we haven't said in a while, and I actually did not even think of it until somebody brought it up in the, uh, the Patreon Slack this past week. Uh, not a lot of Thor speak. In this book, and and I haven't really even thought about it because most of the people you're just talking. But when the names pop up, then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't yeah, yeah, pronounce yeah. that. But it, it, you end up having this on. No, the- he,
2: he doesn't do it as heavy as Jason Aaron would do it. No,
0: we don't need ye old Thor speak,
2: right? So, so
0: you go then. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it's Thor. I don't need you to really. So you go down to the dimension blood. And you see a weird scene Again, it's like one of those Where they don't want to do too much I guess here yet So let's just kind of Go and have a feast in our honor so we can hear some people ask us some favors, but then leave and then go and see they better. They seemed
2: a lot more concerned with this place when they landed here last yeah, issue. Yeah, it seems then. like,
0: I mean, the, the decor isn't the greatest. I mean, next mm-hmm. door to your house may just be a giant skull with horns, but what nah, whatever. I was
2: waiting for him to find out he was eating like human that's thigh or something. And that's yeah. where I
0: actually thought afterwards.
2: I'm like. I can go with that because he's like, "Hey, give me some, <laughs> give
0: me some more of this leg beat," and I'm waiting for them to go over to the carving table, and there's just some guy screaming, "Oh, we're yeah, out of Wolverine. leg! Can we Wolverine. give you an arm? They like to
2: do that. Yeah, to Wolverine, it's Wolverine and Domino for some reason in <laughs> the next book, so
0: you end up where you know you go, and then we we go to Beta Ray Bill, who had his face ripped off. We we saw this. He looks like
2: Voldemort. We said yes. it before he looks even he's, more like him now. It's just. Looks like a smiley face you would draw on your notebook in high yeah, That's an ugly smiley face, I'll tell <laughs> you.
0: Uh, he's there, and you and it actually he looks a lot like Deadpool to me when, when he's there. Yeah, like, he he does he, a little so, bit. He's there lines on that. Face. Yeah, and he's been you know he's being tended to by these demons and this stuff going on, and he has a plan that he says, and I'll tell you, there's a funny little deal with this because we're on the one page. And uh he's like, Yeah, you know, I got a deal, I'm war bound uh to lockjaw. He's not here, so that means he's gonna come get us, teleport us. And I started thinking, like, man, where's Thory been? And there he was. <laughs> he was right there, right below. I'm like, oh man, there but it didn't look like him as much. I don't know why it, it felt off, but he's like, Thory says, Hey, Thory's here to tell you. Uh, I was supposed to tell you that Lockjaw was here. You left already. I forgot. You're like, oh, Thor, you did it again. Um, But, yeah, they're trying to figure out what they can do and what's going to happen here. Thor really is going to town. Now, that is not cooked.
2: It doesn't look like, right? Thor doesn't care what he's eating. No, Thor doesn't.
0: The funny thing, though, is I really I we always laugh whenever Thorry shows up. This wasn't much
2: laughs here. I'm no, like, that, messed up. I didn't up. even think it was Thori I didn't at either. First, that's why. Yeah. So I saw him. I'm like, Not enough talk about murder going on there. Yeah, that's what you need.
0: He's like, oh, you know, <laughs> Thorry was too
2: busy murdering.
0: And then you go back to uh, Jane and and Donald and he's getting more and more angry, more and more angry stuff about Thor, stuff about what she's done. And then, like we said, at one point, she says, well, you know, I was Thor a bit. What? When were you, Thor? Oh, you know, that was when I was beating cancer. Now, you, you know, don't know a lot. And in his mind, he seems to rip her face off. But then you go back and he. Kind of pulls out of it. I, I thought that that was a weird play, just because of all the things that he has done to then do that. And okay, it wasn't that he gets up with his tuffle bag in the fancy restaurant, his walking stick, and you know, one of his big things. Oh, you're you're in the morgue now. She's going to play her games. They're all playing games of I'm going to tell you every bit of information except exact information. Oh, why are you working in the morgue? Ah, well, I kind of got in trouble, but it's okay because. I'm there to be the person to take them to their final resting okay you're Valkyrie now just say it just say it I mean (laughs) really he should just say listen I killed everyone you're Valkyrie where do we go next everybody's hinting around at stuff like he's even like if
2: she's taking everybody to their final resting place you should be up to date on who's been crossing the uh, (laughs) really
0: that's another thing but yeah you end up where he gets so mad in that dream deal where he puts that knife right through her hand That's awful but he gets up and I do like the idea where you're going to continue for one last line here of a deal of kind of not trash talk but the deal it goes well donny cates has set this up very very well where donald blake does not want to kill jane we see that he pulls back he's not going to do it but also he was saying like you're so much better than being you know a mortician whatever and when he leaves he says you don't belong in the morgue and and jane's like Oh man, he really thinks I'm a great worker. He's like, no, no, no. I was going to kill you, and I'm not. I'm leaving. I'm getting my, <laughs> my duffel bag, which probably has body parts in it. Now yeah, he I'm going to get out of his
2: Double entendre, trick, and, and really,
0: uh, if I look closely, too, what a jerk! I don't. He didn't pay the bill.
2: He just no, got up. He that's just the goes. first thing I thought about too when I was what reading a this book work. This dude doesn't finish his steak, just gets a He's leaving Jane stuck with the bill. I didn't see no waiter walk by at all.
0: But it, he's not a thunder. He's the, the god of dine and dash here. He, he's like Hermes. <laughs> yeah, he he's sure running. Is. This guy's running. Next thing he goes and rings and runs, he has that too. But he, he can't he because he's, he's got on a cane. Break. He's just yeah, dine really. and dashing. Dine article. and dash. There he is. But, uh, Then you go back to the medical institute where she goes down to the morgue, seems very happy, goes down there. Oh, I'm stuffed. I hope you're not too stuffed with this crap. I'm going to show you. And he's like, ah, and she, again, everybody's talking in in lines and, and, you know, riddles, Uh, you know, just, he doesn't say, and she's like, what do you mean? Okay. uh," And he says, I'm serious. And then you see it's, it's Red Norvell, one of the former Thors that's destroyed. She has to even go because she realizes Donald, you know, I hope he's not bad, whatever. But then you see, it looks like she could even see the death deal over herself. Like she almost died, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. And it was crazy deal. I like that the uh, her mortician, you know, the other doctor, probably thinks that she's just going to throw up, but she's more listen, afraid.
2: he's probably like, look at this dude's face. He's, he, you look at my face every day. I know he got it rough, but you're about to see one that's pretty worse. Yeah, remember,
0: Aerosmith's dream <laughs> on with the lines getting clear. These lines are real. They're collecting rainwater, baby. I, mean, I am old. Yeah, like they called in John Romita <laughs> that would be funny. to draw yeah, this guy's really. face. That'd be great where he's like, listen, you know, Uh, This thing is hideous. She's like, listen, I I work with you every day. I mean, you're the ugliest man I've ever seen. He's like, well, really, that's hurtful. But uh, I'm going to take that because this is worse. Finally. Finally. Who are you taking to the prom now? Jane. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, that guy. I'm taking red. But he's all burned up. Yeah, yeah. He goes. But yeah, it's Red uh, Nervelle, who was a Thor at one point. And this really does point where Jane's putting two and two together. And I like this because... Jane's smart. She's she's no dumb person. She is very, very smart. She can connect the lines. She just doesn't get his illusions to killing everybody in Asgard and then taking the Rainbow Bridge. That's what she didn't get. But now I think it's all coming full in there and she's going to be on. And I'd like to have her, hopefully, as full Valkyrie, going on the case to try to stop him. At least we have somebody on the outside. It's almost like, you know, you have Thor and all the Asgards, they're in prison. And they're get, but you need somebody on the outside doing things, and that's Jane. So I hope that it goes better uh, with her. And I I like the story; I really do. Yeah, Uh, and again, it's fun and so happy. Even though I said earlier, maybe we could have the the Donnie Cates books as the so glad that we get something not King and Black, right? Especially a Thor book that I'm really enjoying. I'm really a Donald Blake book and. If anybody's going to complain as well with Donny Cates, I'm starting to see a trend. Once Wolf Cipher said this about a Bon Coelho, I start seeing a trend that a lot of Donny Cates' books – the, he has the guy's not being anything of that. I mean, we we don't get much Thor in the Thor book. When it was the Guardians of the Galaxy book, he had seven million people running around like things. He saves the
2: action for the main. Yeah, yeah, and for and, and sure. he
0: ends up just kind of meandering around with non you know things. But I like this. I actually like, and it's a it's a lot of pieces of the puzzle going here, and I didn't get mad at anyone. I you know the things that happen. Down in the blood dimension, they're not exactly heavy hitting, but you end up going with this idea of, okay, well, what's going on? But then we end up like the whole deal, and we said this whole, but that you do end up having a cliffhanger deal where you have Donald Blake looking, he's trying to find the next Thor, and it is is the frog Thor that he ends up, and that's where Lockjaw it is with him at the very end uh, and that's how it ends I almost missed it I actually almost missed it the first time I read it because you end up having a in memorum uh, of my cops in there and then all of a sudden it goes back I thought hey we're done uh but yeah you have frog thor that's going to be the next one that might end up getting killed it looks great and i like the art in this but overall i'm going to give this an eight five what would you give it
2: yeah i'll I'll match that eight five i like this issue a lot and i kind of hope frog uh frog thor brings the thunder to him uh that would be fun to watch um but i I don't know like it wasn't an issue a ton happened in but the the intrigue was there to kind of keep me interested and make it feel like uh You know, a quick read, even though the pages were pretty full of word bubbles at certain points.
0: Yeah, but Um, I I liked it, though. I actually didn't. I never checked the page count of this one. the pacing is
2: good. Yeah, the pacing is good for this story. And, and, you know, the art's also, it's not, you know, the the bombastic Thor art you're used to. But it's still, it's a good accompaniment for for what they're doing this issue, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like it. I I actually like this whole thing. I'm kind of down with the story right now. Uh, But we're going to go to this last book. That I said, me and you love the first one I think the first one was on the Patreon And um, we had a lot, we had a ball with it we th- It was funnier than we thought it yeah. was going to be We had a lot of fun Now this one, it, it does get a l- wordy it, it does end up taking a little long And some of the gags end up being extended a bit But I still did like it I still thought it was a lot of fun It is Modoc mind games Number two are head games, mind games, written by Jordan (laughs) Bloom. I should just remember that it's Foreigner's song, head game. And Pat Oswald, (laughs) art by Scott Hepburn, colors Carlos Lopez, and VC's Travis Lanham on letters. Uh, Once an average technician for advanced idea mechanics, aka AIM, an organization of brilliant, morally questionable scientists dedicated to amassing power via technological means, George uh, Tarleton ascended beyond puny human limitations on his intellect thanks to a series of horrific experiments on him via the Cosmic Cube. The process not only mutated him into a massive head of being, but also granted him superhuman intelligence and incredible psionic powers and drove him mad in the process. Now, George has assumed control of AIM under his new identity, MODOK, Head Games. And really, right now, he's not head of anything. He's kind of you know, on the lamb a bit, but mostly trying to figure out what's going on with his brain, because he keeps seeing these visions of this future self that has a family and kids, you keep going with that. There's one point that just cracked me up, because out of nowhere, it just happens where big headed, you know, Modoc daughter, it's just like, he doesn't want to take me to the dance. And all of this is Modoc <laughs> looking in through the door. And then the wife's like, yeah, I know, but you have to find that special someone. How will I know? Oh, you'll know and looks over at the monstrosity that is M.O.D.O.K. <laughs> M- I'm like, M- hey, M- you know, <laughs> beauty must be skin deep for this lady. Uh, but, yeah, you even start with just kind of a funny deal, which throws off our whole deal where Taskmaster's being brought in uh, by Clint. But that's yeah. OK. Ends to prove
2: M.O.D.O.K. on the up and up with Tony. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's where he ended up where Modoc gave them the, you know, the word of it. And while they're on the VidCom, MODOK yells from the background, he's my greatest nemesis, or I'm his greatest. And, hey, who's that? Is that MODOK? And Clint's so mad because he's never been invited to Tony's place, and there's MODOK. He just turns it <laughs> off. And, and I love the idea, too, as, like, Modoc is strapped to this table kind of he's almost the table himself his brain yeah, his is up head he's just is on the ahead and and his arms t- and legs are just in the air like a it turtle. looks like it looks like he's about to give birth and then tony's got <laughs> a tony, really tony's does. got a blowtorch. i'm like i don't know what is this in a sentient attire <laughs> in please and, and so you penalty. have this and they're talking about it and you end up having tony realize and i thought that this was a cool play for this where Tony ends up seeing there's a problem, part of his parts have gone a little bad, they have to go, but he has the solution. He ends up having, and it's so ridiculous, the Stark Whiz, and the Stark Whiz is a 3D printer that can end up reprinting, you know, circuit boards and anything like that technologically for old parts. He uses it, you know, you could guess he uses it on old suits, on all all of his stuff, uh, but it's been stolen. It's been stolen from a train robbery that was what we had last issue from AIM with MODOK. So you have that. Now, that went wrong, but I guess they ended up getting some stuff anyway. And so you end up there where they have to then go and steal it back by going to where AIM is going to sell it in this whole deal in Las Vegas. And the problem is this is a supervillain deal. And they know MODOK, he can't walk in He's on the lam, like I said, he's not allowed to be involved Or they would just attack him, whatever So they end up going And I thought it was funny that you have MODOK decide Well, I'm just going to get in this outfit I'm going to be Arnim Zola And my, my <laughs> big giant face will just be the television screen, the screen. of that yeah. And even says, like, people keep confusing us So what the hell will do this? Tony dresses up, uh, you it's know, Hydra. as a Hydra yeah. deal He's strutting his stuff, all that but you go in and you see a ton of different things. And I like the idea that this is the big auction where you go and buy stuff. All the, ba- yeah, all the big bands, the organizations, yeah. everything, they go to this thing and whatever's been stolen, whatever you end up getting. And I, I just had a lot of fun with this. Now, if, if you are expecting a serious book, you're not going to get it. You are not going to get it. I mean, this yeah, is
2: – It's a, definitely a different Tony vibe than you get from Chris Cantwell for Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. So, if, <laughs> But if you are
0: looking for that fun vibe, which I always am – I really I liked like it. it because, like Testmaster, like we at like at least we...
2: one book in my rotation. It's now like we're, just we're getting the, a
0: couple. This is funny because I know you don't read the manga stuff, but on the Patreon we have a manga podcast, me and Luke Hollywood. And the big thing in the whole Shonen Jump, especially, is you know having too many gag mangas, so too many funny books and not the serial, whatever. And right now you're heavy on those, and people don't want, but they're fun when there's just a couple or a little thing to go. Yeah. I mean, just the idea. If I tell you that at this point. In this issue, hate monger is there trying to buy weapons to destroy people, and you end up having Modok so mad that he kicks him and, and yells "F you, Nazi!" and I mean that's kind of the, the whole deal of, and it's fun while they're there in Vegas. Uh, Trying to figure out how to get into this auction Because it's explained It goes through a bunch of dimensions You need a password You gotta find it out There's no way for them to find it out But they decide that they're going to find And Tony kind of steps in right away With the master Where he thinks I can dupe the master And even says hey you know Arms. Here's the, ma- the master I like how, you know, Modoc ends up the, the master, he's this And you can't, all this stuff Just They're both trying to dupe him in different ways To give up the goods, and he does He gets too drunk, they try to make it seem like yeah, you're too scared to say the password Like, you're not a real big villain They probably would kick you out And he's like, what? The master? I could yell it out And then he just says it He says this crazy, you know, password to go in, now they can go in And it's crunkus coding Is what the password is Now they have it, and they can go off So they end up, while that's going on MODOK just walks away You end up having Tony Dressed up as a HYDRA agent Who's still talking to the Master And MODOK walks away And MODOK walks away and goes back Into his dream world, where this is what I said All of a sudden, out of nowhere His little MODOK daughter is talking about, I don't know if this girl likes me. I was going to kiss her, but she broke up with me. The attacks, this whole deal. But it's it's a nice scene where there's happy Modoc, And in the background, we have this story a lot. In the background, we had it actually with Black Widow. The idea of yeah. having a different life that isn't yours, but it's... And even Dr. Doom, Christopher Cantwell. The idea, are they better off with this fake life like they they seem happy there Modoc, I, I haven't seen that guy smile that much in a long time i Ever. mean even when he's <laughs> you know it, it destroying things but it, it seems like this is what he would always want but it, it's not real and then you go to the real and while he's having this, actually in the bathroom killing everybody at one point tony says he comes in whoa 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 what are you doing and he says we better move these people before they wake up tony you don't wake up from some of this stuff The people are laying in blood even the guy who comes in later he looks dead but you know they they just go with that he's killed everybody they do end up going to the whole auction and they're there and like i said there's the thing with killmonger there's some fun stuff with it and even that it's like a the first auction piece you know is uh tech that's going to be something that's going to destroy the world there's killmonger he gets it he ends up getting this replicating deal and you know so you have that but then everybody comes in and that's where you have cobra i think comes in and says whoa whoa whoa! that's modok everybody freaks out even when modok goes in he says everybody here wants to kill me i mean these are all people that want (laughs) to kill me so we better lay low and and they're just waiting to bid on tony's thing and uh so it's a big fight the big fight goes you have the fu nazi where modok actually gives him a headbutt right in the face which is pretty cool then replicates himself with this ends up having and i do like tony's like hey uh did they all have to be like little modoks i mean really and whatever and they just go and i like this team up i always like when villains and heroes team up like this and uh they are like, again, Modoc killed a lot, but Tony seems still down with them. They want to do this. He wants to get back. And I think that at this point, I'm surprised that they haven't told Reed to get over there because it seems like now Tony is kind of interested in trying to fix this whole deal with his brain and stuff like that and try to figure it out. Like his his technological science, you know, thing is kind of taken over, but he's going to do that. And, yeah, it just ends where they find out that this whole anomaly part of his brain is part of the original MODOK, part of the original deal. And he's been upgraded. That They went into that before, that he's constantly upgrading, whatever. But this is kind of the first MODOK experiment deal. And so they have to go back to Boca Caliente, to the original lab where this happened. You see it's overrun. It's not really being taken care of. But you do end then with AIM deciding that they need to get somebody to kill you know, Modoc, and it, this M-Duck, made me laugh yeah. because we we know this.
2: Me and you were big. That's where the issue pulled me back in. Around I was down a little and bit. it on is this it is the, then, the cliffhanger,
0: know. so it took a while, I guess, to pull you back. But they yeah. they end up calling Gwenpool and said, "You ended up killing him before. Can you kill him again?" And this is where we we have you know we had that Leah Williams Gwen, but that was the last one. Gwenpool strikes back. And that did not feel like our Gwenpool, right? And we said it; yeah. it never felt like it. it things yeah. were off, and it was. But this, where yeah. she goes through the thing—if you don't know—and she's like, "Hey, uh, you know, is this the last page reveal? So like, is this a cliffhanger page? Because I'm wearing sweatpants with sriracha, and I'd really like to change and whatever. But eh, yeah, whatever, I'll do it." And she says, "I'll bag you, a big head," and that's the deal. And I'm I'm happy with that because that's how I ended up. Finding out about Modok, Gwenpool, whether people want to bat their eyes or give me the finger or whatever, was one of my first Marvel books that I had read. That and uh, X twenty three were the books, and it was all new, all you know, Wolverine deal. Yeah, all new, all different Wolverine at that point. But those were the two books that I actually read because you had told me about uh, Gwenpool, and I had just seen. A thing of Laura, and I'm like, boy, that looks neat. Like, it's so funny that most people at that point were losing their minds on these legacy characters, and now, my God, Mm -hmm. that was kind of what intrigued me. I'm like, oh, check that out. So, I I fell in love with both Gwenpool and uh, X-23, but the problem is, and then Gabby especially, but Gwenpool, you have to watch out because in the wrong hands, it really can go yeah, wrong. It doesn't real work. Real quick. I know. It really can.
2: That's always my fear with the characters is if you read the original Chris Hastings, Gwenpool series, I think a lot of people, you know, going in without a bias will really enjoy it. But if you start with Leah Williams or you're other be like, things, this even sometimes stuff. with her just yeah. showing
0: up for no reason, if you, you yeah, you,
2: what you get after the
0: whole, you know, beginnings what you get is a caricature of that
2: original yes. series. It's Terrible! It's like somebody writing Deadpool. It's Deadpool, they're, they're Harley. It's much all these characters. characters. Yeah. Yes. You, you have yes. a
0: fine line, and, and even with that, you end up where I have a problem with Kelly Thompson's Deadpool right now. Is it's just not fun enough. She's like dialing yeah, no, way back. Like I understand <laughs> what she's trying to do, and maybe trying to make it a more
2: you know serious run. Got of the book. crazy scenario right, kind of. Yeah, and then just but it goes too long. The, the that's the portion, other thing yeah. about
0: like a, a Gwenpool or a, even a Harley or a, a Deadpool. You can't sit in the same situation for too long. The characters themselves mm-hmm. are too scattered Move to do along. that. You have to yep. keep going, and the, and what ends up being the case. This is a little, you know. Jim Comics 101, not that I know anything, I'm a dummy, but the way that you play those characters, especially I think Deadpool, is that it's the reaction to the surroundings that really give you the humor for him. If you're in the same situation, the jokes get real, real quick. and yep. you just don't yep. have anything that feels fresh. Hey, you gotta treat him
2: like a child with ADD. You can't keep him in one place yeah, for too exactly. long. Yeah, exactly. You Maybe you
0: send Deadpool on? off to a Comic-Con, then you have that wackiness, then he heads off to Canada, then he's in, you know, all these things are the greatest, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, hopefully this Gwenpool will be pretty cool. I I like the humor in this book, and I'm telling you, the humor, even with MODOK, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm optimistic that they won't yeah. overdo it, but if they think that Gwenpool shows up to up the Annie of the wackiness, then it could go bad real quick because it's already wacky. Yeah. i like the level right now. If Gwenpool comes in to even just even keel it out, but if they want to have Gwenpool come in and just, you know, you're going to exchange that. Oh my God, it could get It could be crazy, but we'll see. We'll give them the benefit because I, I like these two issues. This one, you're right. It's a little down, but I like the gags. I like some of the things and I really do like the art. I think the art is so good. I, I'm telling you, I could look at MODOK all day and just laugh. And and MODOK doing things like fighting, and and all his fighting is, is rocketing his chair in an angle so he could headbutt Killmonger. That makes me laugh. It really does. (laughs) And just the idea that Killmonger and everybody's just there and they're letting these awful people buy these awful things, uh, it did make me laugh. But overall, I'm going to give it a – I'm going to give it an – I'm going to give it (laughs) – I'm actually – I'm going to be positive. I'm going to give it an eight, but I could be convinced to a seven, five. I think you're going to go down like a seven or six, five.
2: I'm going to go seven. I I still like the issue and I like the concept and I'm excited for Gwenpool. This one got a little wordy for me and kind of lingered in the middle. I think I'm going to have to give it a seven,
0: five. I've given a couple books this week. This is okay. And it's funny, but yeah. Uh,
2: I'm optimistic for the, for the next issue. Uh, I, I just hope they trim the wording a little. Like I, they had a, the whatever they did for issue one, do for issue three because that was the perfect formula for me. And and two just got a little little too, uh, you know, the, they were smelling their own poo. I think for a little bit in the middle of that issue. Oh, it
0: was Braxton <laughs> in their tub or something? I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, but that's man. our that's our section. Uh, we're going to be going off, and who knows? I may do a one, two notebooks. I don't know. Whatever after the song here. We'll come back and and I may be uh, you know grabbing a couple other things to finish up this week after not having a podcast last week because it was Patreon only. I, I kind of feel like you know we should have a ton. Out. I think that was Marvel's off, wasn't it? Marvel's yeah. Off we didn't have a ton week? of books. We we had some bigger yeah. ones like the end of the kind of end to the whole kindred stuff, though. That's continuing. That That's playing uh, old Nick Spencer's game that drives yeah, you nuts. Yeah, I saw
2: that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, would have been no. driven nuts I'm, again. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't fall for that trap. I was peeking through issues and like trying to, and then I, I just kind of saw three issues of the same thing over and over. And yeah, he's, he's kind of back into playing his games I don't enjoy.
0: And that is the end of the podcast. Brandon, he doesn't like any games unless they're drinking games as we all know. But, hey, thanks for listening. I'll remind you again of all the different things that we have out there. You can go to Twitter at WSMarvel Comics. Follow us, we'll follow you back. We have the website, com, where you can go and check out reviews, news, previews. We also have our Patreon, com slash WeirdScience, where you can go and listen to all the shows from last week and a bunch of other Marvel things as well, including... This week's Patreon-only spotlight podcast picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh group, Beep Boop. And it ends up being The Eternals and the Valkyrie tie-in book for King and Black that I can't remember exactly. I'll tell you, but You can go over there and you can go and listen to that. That'd be cool, right? And if you do that right now, I just want to say right here. That you do not get charged right away You don't get charged when you sign up A lot of patrons do that, we do not So that you end up being able to go through the entire month Check everything out for free And if you don't like what you hear If you don't think it's worth your while All you have to do is quit before February 1st And then you'll never be charged No fuss, no muss, at least you gave it a shot Yeah, all of the links to all these things And including our Weird Science Comics YouTube channel as well are in the show notes to this podcast, so check those out. And if you would be so kind, wherever you listen to this iTunes or whatnot, if you're able to rate and review and subscribe, that'd be pretty cool as well. Pretty cool way to keep your pants up, they say, down there at the rec center. But hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Glad to be back on the regular feed, and talk to you soon.